This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, I couldn't think of anyone that we'd rather have as we come into the close of summer kinda, at least in August, the month of August, than John Kramer. And John has been a guest several times on Author You, your guide to book publishing, and we've talked about a variety of things. And one of the things that John um, not only elegantly displayed, but did such a deep dive at the Author You extravaganza this year was on Pinterest and I certainly have and I, I'm going to confess this is my time that I have not really put the energy and the attention into it that I should have I mean I've got boards and we do things but every time I see John come out with some off the wall statistic I thought okay I need to get my act together you know Twitter's running fine I really don't care that much about Facebook it's just not my thing but Pinterest really is rocking and I personally believe that every author should get their tush onto there and learn some of the mechanisms of it because of the huge conversion rates that's happened so John has become this quasi expert besides just book marketing he's got one of the best books out there 1001 ways to market your books and he'll update us on when because I know there's a revision in the works and when that will be available so with us from New Mexico today is John Kramer. Hi, John. How are you? Hi, Judith. I'm doing fine. Good. All right. So that we've got, there's a lot happening in social media and also marketing books. And, and I can't think of really anyone who has to stay on top of what's going on in the marketing world besides you I mean there's a lot of people say they're book marketing experts but you really have a huge following and you're kind of the guru out there and from everything I see what you're putting out is that if you're not on Pinterest you're really missing the boat yeah I, I think that's the case I mean Pinterest is just too active in terms of people that really like to buy things and uh, it's really got a lot of people uh, I actually blogged about it and I talked about there are seven main reasons why you should be on Pinterest. Well, we, we're, I think we'll just kind of wrap our hour around that um, to go on to it. So, I mean, I, you actually opened up door door number one. I don't know if that's on your hot seven list here, but if, if you're looking for book buyers, Pinterest is a viable resource for them to land on, correct? Yes. Uh, People on Pinterest, uh, one, they like to buy, but also they love books. So, you know, it's, it's a good reason for both of those things. Uh, Pinterest is actually designed to sell things, and, and that's by design. I mean, they actually focused on helping people to share their wish list, their dreams, their bucket list. And so people are actively pinning 
the things that they long for, the things that they love, they love, the things that excite them. And um, it, it's actually the case that pins with a price on it gets 36% more likes than pins without a price. And that implies that people actually are actively creating shopping lists when they pin things. So does it, should a, if you're making a board, maybe, and I hope you get into the kind of boards that would be smart for authors to do. Sure. Um, um, but is there, if you have a board, let's, let's say you're an author with just one book, or maybe you have a truckload of different titles and things. Should they put their price on the book? Should they do linking directly to whether it's a website or Amazon or BNN or wherever they want to go? Should that be that active on there or you just kind of turn them loose? You should do a variety of pins. One of the kinds of pins you do would be to your directly to your website or book sales page, Amazon sales page. You can literally send the uh, traffic anywhere you want to send it. I prefer to send it to my blog first, to my website, and then from there to my book sales page. Because that way I'm giving them some content to start off with, uh, build some excitement for the book, and then I, uh, from that page I send them to buy it on Amazon or buy it from my shopping cart. So do you do a, uh, a, um, do you do a pin? I just want to say, we'd want to do a, we have a board. Your boards then have different pins you put on them. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, and okay. for the people that are listening in and don't know anything about Pinterest, a pin is an image. Uh, you can only pin images on Pinterest, so it has to be like a book cover or some other sort of graphic or a photo or a video. It has to be uh, something that's graphic. Uh, so when you, one of the nice things about Pinterest is that it forced me to start thinking graphically because, you know, I'm a writer like you are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm devoted to words, but uh, Pinterest has forced me to think in terms of images as well. And that's really helped improve the look and feel of my website. Mm -hmm. So when you do a pin that it flips them to a blog. Is it's a specific blog, or is it a blog in general? Because you have a lot of stuff on your website. When when you you can you can pin in two different ways. One is you can upload an image from your computer, in which case you can put, uh, send it to any link you want to send it to. Uh, in the description, there's a place to uh, describe the pin, and then also to uh, link it to some web page. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other way is that on your website itself, you can have people pin any page on your website, and then the link to that page goes with the image on Pinterest. It's automatic. Pinterest will add the link to that page when somebody pins any page from your website. So what, you're, what I'm hearing you say is every time you do a blog, if, if, if you're going to do like a, a, your blog and put that on pins, um, of areas that has a nifty type of image in there that will get their eyeball attention that that you automatically have a pin that goes that's on your blog page that if people are sharing it they can do a pin themselves into their own area is that possible yes they can pin it to any one of their boards that they've created and you know that's a really neat thing about it because 
when somebody pins an image from your website to a board, they're, they're pinning it to one of their specific boards. And that board is always very, very specific. It's actually one of their targeted interests or one of their hobbies. Because people can create pin, uh, boards for everything that they want, just like you as an author can do the same thing. So I have boards on Pinterest devoted to uh, philosophy, to best books, to amazing authors, to uh, uh, you know book marketing tips, uh, to uh, writing tips and quotes. Uh, I have a, a board devoted to quotable Oprah Winfrey. So if people love Oprah. Mm-hmm. They'll find a board that's devoted just to Oprah. Uh, you know, I'm hoping she finds it someday and says, John, I want to interview you. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, but, but you know what? Your best books, because I picked that up, your best books now is on my boards. I, yeah. I have you, you're carried now on my, my Pinterest account. Yes, and that's because it's a it's a group board. I've invited other authors and publishers to pin to two uh, two of the boards that I have that are group boards. A group board means it's simply a board that you invite other people to pin to as well. You still control the board in the sense of you can change the name of it, you can change the description and so on, but you invite other people to pin to it. So I have one called Amazing Authors, and one called Best Books. And uh, I've invited other people to pin to it as well. So it's not just uh, me pinning to it, but other people as well. So that shows up. Anybody that belongs to that group, uh, that board shows up on their Pinterest profile. And how do you create a group? You simply invite people to pin to a, a board that you've created. It's that simple. Uh- all right, so so you just put it out through your social media ranks saying, okay, everyone come join the party, so to speak. Either that or you just start inviting people. Uh, you can just uh, uh, click on anybody that follows you on Pinterest and that you follow and mm-hmm. say, hey, would you like to pin to my board? Mm-hmm. And and how does that, um, the Pinterest phenom, which is certainly one of the fastest growing ones, I think, um, how does that uh, uh, rate in the, the ranking? How do the, the SEO and the Google gods like it? Uh, Google loves uh, Pinterest. Uh, I find that my pins are often highly ranked for uh, keywords that I'm uh, focusing in on. Mm-hmm. And I've had uh, pins of mine uh, get h- much higher than anything I've done on Facebook, Google Plus, or Twitter. Mm-hmm. So uh, the search engines, they like traffic. If something's getting a lot of traffic, that's what they're going to rank as higher. And my pins tend to get a lot of traffic. Um, I have about 21, almost 22,000 people following me on Pinterest now. And I've had over 4 million repins of uh, pins that I've done on Pinterest. Wow. Well, that's huge. And, and over what period of time, John? Uh, about two and a half years now. Well, I think that I, I think this is really a good example of the slow and the steady uh, that you start in. I mean, everyone starts with nothing. <laughs> you you have maybe one follower, and then you have a whole you know people start piling on and doing that. But it's it's learning the system, 
and and then starting to see how it works within your own uh, specialty and your expertise and going out and expanding it and to, to get the fact that you've got multi-millions of repins is is significant and should get anyone's attention. So I think that we're going to take our first break here, but when we come back, here's one of the things I'd be interested in knowing is how have you been, how is that monetized for you? Because authors are always going to wonder that. If I'm going to put more energy into something, what is going to be my payback with that? This is Judith Browse. My guest is John Kramer today, and we're talking about Pinterest and why you should be on it. We'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these many of us have dreamed of writing a book some of us even have then the hard work starts you'll need an editor who will design the cover or typeset the pages who will format the ebook if you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a 1,000 authors create top-quality books and avoid the not-so-reputable self-publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked? If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. 
Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're deep in the heart, and I have an airplane going over me right now, but we're deep in the heart of Pinterest. John Kramer is our guest expert today and author of A Thousand One Ways to Market Your Books. And, John, you are doing a rewrite on that right now, aren't you? I am. Uh, I'm almost done. I should have it done uh, and out by uh, sometime this fall. Excellent. Excellent. So it means I, I think I have about a dozen of your books, so I need to sell those at my event at the, uh, that uh, I'm, I'm doing actually um, uh, today and tomorrow and the next day. So we'll do a special deal knowing that the, we're have a, you promise we'll have a replacement this fall? Yes. Okay. All right. So that sounds great. All right. So with that, Pinterest. Pinterest is the hot place to be, hot place to go. And we were talking about the group boards and how to create those. So you just really just put out an announcement. Is there some kind of a gadget or widget that people have to do or they just can automatically go in and just find that board on your page and start adding to it? They have to accept your invitation. And once they accept the invitation, they're good to go. And they can then, uh, they have to accept it within Pinterest. They'll get a, a notice that they've been invited. And then they accept, and then they can start to pin to it. It's like it goes, once they accept your invitation, that board goes up onto their profile as one of the options of boards that they can pin to, besides the one that ones that they've created. All right, so then you just add to it. And I actually had um, a board on my own uh, Pinterest board on books I recommend. So when I looked at yours and, and talking with my VA, what I said to her was, you know what, John's got far more. Why don't we just incorporate all our books and kill this, this board on ours, and we'll just pour them into yours. So that's what we did. Yeah, and yeah. that's a good strategy because uh, you get more visibility because – when you're a member of a group board, you not only get visibility on your timeline, the people that follow you, but you get visibility to everybody following that particular board. Plus, you get visibility on everybody else's timeline that's a member of that group board. So it multiplies your exposure in, in many, many yeah. ways. So yeah. it's, it's, very, uh, it's a very good way to... Uh, be part of Pinterest is to create some group, group boards of your own, join some group boards, and of course have some boards that are uniquely your own and only you pin to them. Mm -hmm. which, is, which is what you should do also um, on that. And so I'm going to now, you know, with just what you said, I said the tip I'm going to be taking is I'm going to go back and look at my specific boards and say, okay, so this would be fun, and and I'm going to figure out how do I do this group invitation. I'm clueless on how to do it. So is there a step? You have to do this through Pinterest. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, once you create the board, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you can uh, click on your, your board on Pinterest, and there will be a button. Uh, I'm just trying to do it myself so I don't make any mistakes. There's a, 
a little red thing that says invite, uh, a little red circle that says invite. And so I can start to, on any board you have, you can invite people to be part of that board. Well, I think that's a brilliant strategy to bring traction to the game plan. And then what you do is you take that, as you said, I mean, you've got a, an extensive newsletter and, or and put it in blogs. I think I saw it in one of your blogs and um, and sent you an email saying, you know, I'm in, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is, I'm in. And you just start doing that. Um, and I actually heard it from a couple of my other authors. Did you see John Kramer's invite to be on his Pinterest board? So, so it created some yeah. chatter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. and, and the thing is that, that it's a very effective way to uh, create relationships with other people as well uh, when you invite them uh, to one of your boards. Uh, back when I first started out and I created my first group board, I invited uh, uh, the guy that founded Craigslist, mm-hmm. and uh, he accepted. So he's a pinner on one of my group boards. So it, it makes sense to have multiple group boards to me. I mean, it, it does. You, you don't yeah. want to have all group boards because uh, then when people are following you, uh, you know, they're just going to see all the pins from everybody else. Uh, so you want you want to belong to maybe four or five group boards, uh, and ideally you want ones that have lots of activity, either lots of pinners or lots of followers. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Okay, so four to group to four to five. All right. Well, I, I love learning new stuff. All right, so let's, let's let's pop into some of the things. It is high traffic. What are the latest stats on what's going on? I saw you popping out a few that I'm actually was retweeting this morning. Okay. Well, uh, Pinterest has actually uh, it hit uh, 10 million U.S. unique visitors per month faster than any other website in history. And it now has actually over, uh, in my blog post I said 80 million, but now it's over 100 million monthly active users. The people that like Pinterest love it, and they're on it all the time. Uh, It's not like Twitter where somebody joins Twitter and then, you know, you know, they they disappear. You know, they they tweet for about two months and then they say, well, that was fun, and then they go do something else. The people that are on Pinterest and, and fell in love with it are on it all the time. They come and visit almost every day, and they're repinning things that they love, and that's the thing that's really the power of Pinterest is in the repins. And the repin means that somebody takes a pin that you put up on Pinterest and they repin it to one of their boards. Right. And 80% of pins on Pinterest are repins. So that means that people are sharing uh, the things that they love. You know, on Facebook, it, it's not 80%. On Twitter, it's not 80% of the, the tweets are not retweets. Uh, well, on Facebook, you know. uh, 80% of the uh, Facebook posts are not shares. They're original things, but it's the repins that create the incredible power of, of Pinterest in a way because it's very viral. I mean, I pinned something two and a half years ago that's still driving 50 to 100 people to my website every day. And that's because people are still discovering that pin and repinning it to one of their boards 
their people see it and go, wow, this is interesting. They go visit your website, and that's how Pinterest becomes so powerful, is that you can pin something once, and it can continue to send traffic to you month after month, year after year, as people continue to discover it, repin it, their people find it, they repin it, their people find it, they repin it, and it just keeps going like that. Which is which is just really huge to have that. Um, yes, and, and it's to bring really along. the power yeah, of Pinterest in, in a way that I haven't seen any other website do it. It's really designed to share uh, much more virally than, I mean, you know, Twitter has its retweets and Facebook has its shares and its comments and its likes, but it's not not the same because those repins actually show up. They don't just right. not show up. They show up on every on anybody that repins. It shows up on their board. Everybody that's following them. In my experience, about one percent of the people that sees a pin will repin it. But that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. So it's it's driving people there. So what I'm really picking up, this is really kind of a secret sauce. Um, like a secret sauce of Pinterest is if you've got an 80% repin, is that what you said, 80% repins? Yes. Okay. So if you've got that, and I love the idea of flipping people, so it does make sense to drive them to your website. And then, so then do you have a follow-up pin that then will uh, go along with a book or something because or are you hoping that they go from your website over to uh, the book and start exploring? my website uh, i have a link you know the website page will will have some good information and then mm -hmm. it usually has some sort of hey if you want to know more check out my book and then there'll be a link to uh usually to amazon but also often to my shopping cart where they can buy the book direct from me Got it. More money, right? <laughs> More money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Direct sales. I get that totally. All right. So we've got, so monetizing is really if you've got a product. I like the idea of, of pulling them to your website. Hopefully you capture their email address so then they become right. someone. I mean, that's the game plan here. So maybe you offer something um, and the content and then to the book or whatever product you're trying to move. Right. And and the thing is, you know, that's the reason I like to send people to my website rather than to Amazon, because uh -huh. I can capture their email. And, you know, that that's the name of the game in Internet marketing is getting the person's email, because that's the beginning of a good relationship. It's sort of like the uh, end of Casablanca where they say, you know, <laughs> one of them, one guy says the other, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship or something. I, yeah. I'm blowing yeah. the line right now, but that's okay. <laughs> it, it, it's that kind of thing, you know. If you capture the person's email, you can start to create a relationship with them, not only to uh, sell your book, but to keep reminding them that the book exists and that you exist, and that when they're ready to buy your service, let's say you have a service that you offer as well, maybe you coach people. Exactly. Let's come back to that. We're going to come back to services. Pinterest and much more with John Kramer. This is Judith Bryles. This 
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount from the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith bryles and with me today is john kramer the author of thousand one ways to market your books which will have a brand new edition before the end of the year and of course it'll be filtered with all kinds of goodies about our topic today which is pinterest so we've you know looked at kind of it's a hugely high traffic area and you know i my takeaway is that authors are nuts not to be on Pinterest. It's not just for quilting and crafts and cooking, although they certainly get their fair share. Is that not true, John? Yes, uh, you know, but uh, also uh, automobiles, uh, yeah. and fishing. I mean, men have become very much uh, more active on Pinterest than they used to be. It used to be that women dominated Pinterest by mm-hmm. 80%. 
Now it's probably more like 70%. <laughs> so, you know, if you get things that are of interest to women, you're really golden on Pinterest because it's really that way. But the neat thing is that Pinterest has uh, offers targeted traffic because when people repin you, they pin it to a very specific board. And so they're saying, this is related to my love of, uh, you know, baking cookies, let's say, and they have a board devoted mm -hmm. to baking cookies. Exactly. Now, like if you had a cookbook, uh, let's say a cookbook on baking, you could have one board on baking cookies, one on baking pies, one on doing cakes, one on, you know, a variety of things. So you don't have to have a board just devoted to, say, cookbooks or to baking. You could be very, very specific in the boards that you create. So, like, if you're a novelist and you're writing Regency romances, well, why not have a board about uh, Regency costumes or fashion? Uh, people would love that. Or, uh, you know, uh, Regency history. Um, then you could have one on romance novels, and then you could have one on, you know, you could have a variety of ones that are related to your novel. So of that course. you're not just uh, appealing to people that love fiction, but also people that love fashion or Regency food or Regency architecture, uh, you know, there's so many ways that you could go about it. If your novel is set in England, you could have a board devoted to England. Mm -hmm. Or, or hot places to be seduced. I mean, there's... Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and you, you can see then, you know, how you can attract people to your novel that might not be interested in reading novels per se, but they love travel or they love fashion or they love food, or they love history, or whatever it might be, and you have a board related to that. So that you don't have to keep pinning, you know, here's my book cover, here's my book cover, here's my book cover, because that's not gonna work. But here's fashion related to my book, here's food related to my book, here's a country related to my book, and here's a beautiful castle from England, or something like that. People love sharing that kind of stuff, or, you know, one of the things that I really love and people love on Pinterest is quotes. They love quotes. And the thing is, you can quote from your novel. Let's say that your, you know, your main woman character says something really funny. Well, you can share that quote. Exactly. Um, and, and share that. And there's a variety of things and also that, that it could be, and it doesn't have to be a funny quote. It could be a thoughtful quote. It could be a dilemma quote. There's all kinds right. of goodies that you could uh, go out with that. So uh, I would be a romantic quote, uh, you know, so you could have a board devoted to funny quotes, one to romantic quotes, one to thought-provoking quotes. Uh, I mean, you know, it's very possible, depending on the kind of book you've written, uh, to, to create five or ten boards related to that book that could draw people in from, uh, that may not be directly interested in your book, but uh, we'll find that they are once you start sharing other things related to that book. Which could be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm, I, I just think that's great. Uh, that kind of opening that up, and and again, I love the idea of the group. Just and then and then going in, inviting other people that you know are synergistic with what you do, or even writing about the same things and sharing. You know, uh, inviting them in to be on your board 
um, you get their energy and their thoughts and takes and and expand your horizon, which I think is terrific. Right, right. and the more people that are exposed to your pins or to your boards, the more people that will follow you and then discover all the other things that uh, you do and the other things that you're creative about. Right, exactly. And you know, one of the things, John, that you talked about though, and you've really you've kissed on it several times, is that Pinterest is is designed to sell stuff. Right. Um, so, in in your your strategy is you want to take them to the website, and then that within whether it's a blog or whatever the content, the link is whatever opens up will have something, then that will have this the however you sale pitch there. It's going to be right there versus sending them directly to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or an indie bookstore or or what. I like that because that way I have the opportunity to capture their email and I also have a, a bigger opportunity to sell them on my expertise so that when they go to look at the book uh, sales page, they go, wow, you know, he shared so much good information on his website, the book has to be incredible. I'm going to buy it tonight. Mm-hmm. Right now. Cause we right can go now. So, because we can go so fast, and you know, I saw another one of your tweets. Says, I can't remember what the number was. It was huge, but certainly, um, I did a, a an updated show on websites earlier this month. How critical it is that your websites be mobile friendly, and because people are accessing buying stuff via their their. Uh, cell phones or smartphones or whatever you want to call them well you know on social media 70 percent of the traffic on social media that's facebook and twitter and pinterest come from mobile phones uh that's a minimum amount of traffic coming from mobile phones so uh if somebody you know discovers you on twitter or pinterest and then they click through to the link and they're still on their mobile phone, that they come to your website and it's not mobile friendly, what's going to happen? <laughs> they're going to leave because it, they can't read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but if your website is mobile friendly, uh, then they'll look at your page and they may click through to, your, to buy what they want. And uh, the thing is that Pinterest converts. Uh, people click through on an astounding rate. I mean, I've had... Some of my uh, pins, you know, some of my uh, images get up to, you know, one, 1.5 million repins. Uh, but some of them have had like 200,000 repins or 100,000 repins. And about 25% of the people that see one of those repins click through to my website. I know my traffic to my website. That's an incredible click through rate when you think about it, because that doesn't happen on YouTube which is, you know, people often talk about as being viral, but you don't get 25% of the people that see a video clicking through to the uh, the website that's related to that video. Um, Have you, know, you but, seen on your own personal website, since you really jumped into Pinterest, how much traffic have you seen increase that you can really measure from that? Well, it, it depends on the website, but some of my websites... Uh, 80% of the traffic is coming from Pinterest. 
uh, even on, on my book marketing uh, website, which isn't as highly targeted to Pinterest as, you know, mm-hmm. something that's, you know, fitness related or something like that. My book marketing website right now, about 10% of my traffic is coming from Pinterest, which is a nice number. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing is that, you know, one of the amazing things and something that people don't really mm-hmm. realize is how long a Pinterest pin lasts. Um, I actually read somewhere that, uh, you know, a Twitter tweet lasts about uh, the half-life of a tweet is 24 minutes. That means that half the people that will see that tweet see it in the first 24 minutes. I really thought uh, it was the shorter. The half-life I of mean... a Facebook post is <laughs> yeah. 90 minutes. That this means that half the people that will see that Facebook post see it in the first 90 minutes. But I've had Pinterest pins that have last two years and continue to send an incredible amount of traffic. I have not read what the half-life of Pinterest pin is, but I know it's it's much longer lived than uh, a Facebook post or a tweet. Well, the uh, problem with the, the – and then when you go, go back and you start comparing the, the different animals, the critters in the social media barnyard, is that with uh, – the Twitter feed, you know, everything goes out, but depending upon how much action is going on, it's even going to push it down even faster um, uh, from the person who's who's pushing it out. If you don't right. have a lot of people in your, your own Twitter feed that you're following, it'll hang out longer. That's one thing. Facebook is such a different animal because that you may have a gazillion followers, but those gazillion followers are not going to see the stuff that you put up because they, the Facebook gods have decided how many people they're going to let into the barnyard right you know but which i don't pinterest, i don't get don't do that uh, yes. on pinterest a pin is seen by everybody that follows you um and, and it, it lasts you know the neat thing about pinterest pin is that if somebody repins it it's like reactivating that pin it's sort mm-hmm. of like a whole new you know a whole new tweet just like you know if somebody retweets you that tweet is is put out to all their followers and that again gives it a new life but uh, on Pinterest it's designed to be repinned in a, in a very active way whereas Twitter I mean they sort of stumbled onto retweets because the people themselves uh, created retweets Twitter didn't do that but on Pinterest Pinterest created repins and, and they support it. So, you know, yeah. it's a different thing. I noticed yeah, that, like, when you it. tweet, you know, about, your, you know, your podcast, mm-hmm. you tweet it a hundred times maybe. <laughs> I don't know how often, yep. but it's a lot. It, and, it goes and that's out. the strategy yep. under Twitter. In mm-hmm. Pinterest, you can do it once and have a lot of impact. But on Twitter, you got to retweet and retweet. Exactly, exactly. And and you and you because you have to be toned into the time zones. Totally different animal. We'll be right back. It's Judith Riles, John Kramer, and Pinterest. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. 
You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need The Book Shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. When I think of social media and the retweets, re, uh, repins, or sharing, whatever we want to call it for whatever the, the genre is out there, that, that you don't always hear that they're fun. Um, sometimes, you know, just sharing this is good information, you ought to know about it. But one of the things I hear a lot of times, John, uh, John Kramer, who is my guest this, this evening, this afternoon, wherever, whatever time zone you're in listening here, is that people have a lot of fun um, with Pinterest. Is that correct, John? Yes. Uh, it, it's one of the reasons that you get such strong, avid people uh, you know, being part of Pinterest and coming back to it day after day is because they enjoy it. And I've actually enjoyed it, you know, and I'm not a big social media person. I, you know, I tend to spend, you know, 10, 20 minutes a day on social media maximum. And uh, a lot of that spent on Pinterest because it's so pretty. You know, it's it's all images. And so you can very quickly scan through and find what you want and, and uh, things that interest you. In, in a very visual way, and uh, 
because you can create pin, you know, boards for every interest that you have, and that's what I've done. So I have boards for optical illusions. I don't sell anything. Uh, well, actually, I do have a book related to it, but I don't sell it that actively. But, uh, you know, I have interest for a lot of things, and one of the boards that has drawn a lot of interest for me is uh, a, a board called Fitness Matters. And uh, I stumbled into it because of one of the pins that I created that was book-related. Uh, it was for Bob Harper's The Skinny Rules. And that's a uh, pin that's gotten over 1.5 million repins. Wow. And, and driven and still drives a lot of traffic to my website. So one of my websites, Infographic A Day, which was de originally devoted to infographics, has essentially become a fitness <laughs> website because that's where the traffic is coming from because of my fitness pins, my fitness infographics. And uh, so I've become, by default, a fitness expert. And, you know, if you look at me, you wouldn't <laughs> Which, believe it. I know. Uh, you know, because I'm, makes a, me laugh. I'm so overweight, you know. <laughs> but I'm a fitness expert now because of what I share. And that really does make a difference. And so you can stumble into things that uh, mm -hmm. will yeah. ultimately lead you to possibly, you know, I'm going to, I'm working on a book on fitness. Which is uh, a that kick. At some point I will sell because I have the audience hungry yeah. for, for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which makes it fun. But I mean, I've always, um, I have to tell you when I'm looking for, I like to cook. One of the things is I cook. I'm not a chef, but I'm a good cook, and yeah. uh, and I do a lot there, and I I always go into Pinterest um, looking around for cool recipes, um, for different things. If I've got something that I want to play with a little bit, and there's certainly amazing things. But I think because of the image, you know, the whole thing of, of flowing from it, it's got an image visually, you can see it quickly that is it hooks people in and brings them in and then they'll follow along so yeah um, if you've got you know if you're a clipboard author you have to be on pinterest because absolutely the images of food just make people salivate and they click through you know and <laughs> yeah. i do it all the time because i see a you know a great looking pie or something like that or uh, a great looking smoothie or a great looking mm -hmm. salad i mean that salads can yep. look incredibly delicious <laughs> Absolutely. And well, it's eye candy. Uh, yeah. And so to some Pinterest up, there's eye candy, and then there has information, and, and, and it, eye candy, and then it can give you belly candy or it can give you mind candy um, with yeah. it, or ashen but it candy. It starts so with eye candy. And, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. one of the things that I teach, you know, I, I created a course on Pinterest, uh, mm -hmm. a real fast Pinterest, to teach people about how to pin, because one of the things is that. You know, you can make your eye candy also stimulating so that people want to click through to your website when they see what, what you have. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole strategy to the kind of eye candy that you share. And so is that on a webinar? Where can they get that course, John? Uh, well, right now, if they want to, they can go to realfastpinterest.com. Uh, but they'll pay more for the course if they go there. We have regular webinars, and I'll have one uh, coming up okay. soon uh, okay. on it. And I'll, I'll let you know so that you can let people know. All right. So because you used to have one on uh, 
if they went to danielhallwebinars.com forward slash pin replay, is that still yes. open? Yes, and that will be do? cheaper there, and that's still active. It's it's not quite as current as our latest uh, webinars, but it's still good. It's still a good webinar, and it'll give them access to the course. Okay, well that 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 will work out. Okay, so before we leave, we need to talk about converts. Um, you, you mentioned several times how you've gotten, you know, hundred to many thousands of repins, and your your fitness one has had 1.5, which has now made you by default a teddy bear fitness expert. Get that? I get that totally. But you've got click through rates of two percent up to 25 percent, and that's been able to be monetized with with your coaching, with the classes you do. You've been able to see a really trigger uh, domino factor with all that. Yes, I mean, you know, the main thing is that you have to decide how you're going to monetize that traffic. The most important thing is to capture the email address, I think, because that gives you the long-term opportunity to uh, re-engage with that person on an ongoing basis. But the thing is, is that it's that once you get people to, you know, Pinterest is all about traffic. It sends people to your website. Once they get to your website, if your website is designed well, it's going to convert that traffic to, you know, somebody that follows you, somebody that signs up for your email, or somebody that buys your book or whatever else you have to service. Like like we talked about earlier, you can offer services as well within Pinterest. It's a very easy thing to do. So I get a lot of uh, business from Pinterest uh, for my uh, book marketing uh, consulting services, just like you could get it for your services for book shepherding. Sounds good to me. So sounds like I need to go go take a course. <laughs> and the really neat thing now is that mm -hmm. Pinterest has what's called a buy button. It allows people to actually buy the product without leaving Pinterest. Well, that would that just sounds smart to me um, because if if they one of the challenges is that and I don't uh, if if you leave. If you leave, wherever you're leaving, you've left it. Now you've got to put the energy in to come back in, whether you log in or however you go back in. So I think that, that if, you, if you really have something, if your goal is to sell, um, and primary goal is to sell, not to try to capture the email, not to do whatever it is, then why don't, make it simple. I mean, they can choose to ignore it anyway, but why not make it simple for them? Yeah. But the neat thing is, it's, it's sort of like Pinterest is like uh, Twitter in that you can continue to, uh, you know, like you retweet uh, different tweets about the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you can repin about the same book or the same book, you know, the blog post. You can do different pins related to that blog post so that you mm -hmm. can continue to uh, pit. John, did I lose you? Are we out there? So one of the things is that uh, if, if we want to do is we want to go in and look at on the repinning, and we may have lost John here, waiting to hear from my producer on that. So it is that that you want to uh, really look at doing the buy. You also want to look at where you make pins. I'm going to make Can some recommendations. Can you hear me, Judith, now? No, I didn't hear you. So you're back. Great. Okay. Okay. So we're at the buy button, and I was just going to go in and fill in. So, 
Well, the thing is that Facebook and Twitter are also going to have buy buttons at some point. But, you know, they're not designed to sell the way that Pinterest from the ground was designed to sell. Um, and that's the really neat thing about it is that Pinterest, you know, people on Pinterest are not afraid to see money involved or somebody pitching something. You know, on Facebook, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to unfollow you because all you talk about is your book. Mm-hmm. You know, but on Pinterest, that doesn't matter because they're there to find things that they fall in love with, to find things that they're going to buy, to find things that places they're going to visit at some point or want to visit. And so Pinterest was designed to be commercial from the beginning, whereas Facebook and Twitter weren't. And so they're still designing themselves to be more commercial. Well, I, I think that a lot of people don't realize that, John, that the idea is that you can be blatant here. Um, but, yeah. but if you're going to be blatant, I think both of us would recommend you need to do it with variation and all that. And, you know, one of the things yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, for example, when I make uh, boards or my posters and things like that that we use for a variety of things, you know, I'll use either Canva or PicMonkey. What are you using to design some of your boards? Uh, the actual pins, the images. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In most cases, I'm using Microsoft Word. <laughs> okay. And there, uh, there you go. But, but then I'll, I'll, I'll tweak it in Photoshop or something like that. Uh, I think Canva is a good, good tool. Uh, there are a lot of different graphic tools out there that work really nicely, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do it in Microsoft Word because I, I create it. I do a lot of quotes, and I just create them. You know, it's all words, and so then I, I created in Microsoft Word. I, I format it so it looks pretty, and then I do a screen capture to create it as an image. All right, so let's, John, we have about 20 seconds, so let's go through those seven things very quickly of why people should be on Pinterest. Okay, number one is because Pinterest has an incredible amount of traffic and, it, and really dedicated users, so it's not just traffic that's, you know, passive traffic, it's active traffic. Two, Pinterest is viral. That's because 80% of the pins are repins. Okay. Oh, here we go. So number three is lots of targeted traffic. Targeted traffic. Long uh, time. People are pinning directly to a particular yep. uh, board. And it's and fun. Number four, pins last a long time. Right. Number five, Pinterest is designed from the ground up to sell things. Number six, Pinterest is fun, so people come back to it often. And number seven, P- 